0: Hello friends, welcome back to the Slideways Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Mann, and today we've got someone on the podcast, uh, you've probably heard of him, last name Owens, and we're not talking about the Newport Nightmare in a rocket chassis, oh wait, Longhorn now, we're talking about no other than our local Shiloh Shotgunner, Justin Owens.
1: And it's hey now, here
0: we go. Want to come back from more? Been here since
1: the sun went down. I'm when we come back around. Worked all week, it's time to race. Gonna get a little bit sideways. Sideways.
0: All right, Justin, welcome to the show, man.
1: How are we doing today?
0: hotter, hotter than hell in here.
1: <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is.
0: Um, so let's get right into it. Weather permitting, you racing this weekend at the, uh, spring showdown?
1: Uh, I am. I am.
0: Car feel good in practice last weekend. I know I turned some laps behind you before once again, I was facing the wrong way in three and four.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The car felt, uh, felt pretty good. We, uh, we worked out a few issues. We had no brakes and, uh, yeah, yeah. Other than that, knock on wood, no issues.
0: <laughs> are you planning on running a full season this year?
1: We are going to run a full season. Uh, we would like to venture out on Fridays. It maybe hit a couple different tracks, but yeah, we're going to run a run a full show Saturday nights.
0: I'm hoping to be there with you, money permitting, and weather, I guess. Um, I know this weekend we're not racing because we bent up the car a little bit. Some my fault, uh, some parts just went uh, last week at practice, but you'll have that. So we'll be there for the first points race this season, and we're trying to make it all points nights at Hidden Valley. Um, so we're going to get in some questions, and we're going to just back and forth and BS here. Uh, where do we go? Okay, what inspired you to get into racing?
1: Oh, well, maybe a little unknown fact. My grandfather and his brother actually built Hidden Valley Speedway. Uh, My grandfather, Rodney, got uh, my dad into racing, and my dad raced all the way up until 2006 when he decided he was going to quit and become dragging home a four-cylinder, and then we all got back into it again. (laughs) (laughs)
0: What would you say your most memorable moment has been so far doing this?
1: Mm, well, it probably wasn't even me racing. It was uh, my brother, his first year out in uh, the modified class, won uh, the points championship that year.
0: When was that? Uh, 2021. Okay. I was there, I think. Yep. Uh, this is a curveball question. How many times have we been into each other on the track?
1: <laughs> uh I don't know. Maybe a handful.
0: At least three. I was just say
1: Could have been my fault. Could have been yours. You know. Uh,
0: a lot of the times I'm looking right in front of me and not looking at what happens in the turn and then <laughs> there we are. Uh I forgot to mention Justin rates rate boo, Justin races semi lates at uh, Hidden Valley. Yep. Uh full time. Just same class as I do. We chair the track every Saturday night. So what advice what advice would you give to someone who wants to get into racing?
1: Oh, probably consistency. Whenever you whenever you get into a car, don't just automatically hit the we need to change this button. Try to try to get the feel of the car, get in it and and just run for a little bit before you just start moving bars or try to get the feel for it
0: yeah i'd agree with that last year was my second year in the car and i think we moved that was the first time we made a decision to move anything uh this year is completely different we went full reset so when i bought the car i bought it from a guy who raced at sharon erie bigger three-eighth mile to five-eighth mile tracks and pretty much we just ran it how it was set up and this year we went back to schwartz's scale and starting from scratch with our notes and everything and really trying to get the car where we want it, uh, which, which was apparent the first run we went out when I hit the wall <laughs> last weekend.
1: Yeah. Notes, notes are a big deal. Yeah.
0: What do you think some of the challenges you face racing are? Whether on or off track, uh, prep racing f- finances, obviously it's all of ours. I was going to say money, money, I money, <laughs> don't make enough of it. At least it. I don't.
1: Uh, parts availability. Right. I mean, just, of course, uh, I run a Ford. I've always ran Ford motors and they are, they're way harder to get parts for. I mean, right. not to mention it costs probably two times as much.
0: Right. But, uh, man. I know we with running sports, we have to run out to Ohio for anything. Either get it shipped here in shipping is ridiculous right now. Yeah. So it's either an eight hour day trip out to Ohio and back or a $150 bumper becomes a $600 bumper.
1: Yeah. I, I got a pretty lucky, my chassis manufacturers just down in uh,
0: Jonestown. Yeah. So we've considered switching, but I can't, I I don't know if I'm going to be able to get away from it, but shout out Audi at sports race cars. So how, how do you prepare for a race? What's, what's your, Obviously, we bring the car on home Saturday night, unload, damage check Sunday. But what's your Thursday, Friday, Saturday like? Well, I, mine starts on Sunday.
1: Uh, Sunday, we wash the car. We pull all the body panels off. Me and me and Brad, uh, my brother Milton, every bolt and nut on the car is gone over. Paint stick, check, done, complete. Uh, Friday nights, we... I groove tires. I, I sit down, I, I mount, dismount, groove new tires if we can get new tires. And uh, the car's grease sprayed and uh, sitting there ready. Saturday morning, we come in, we uh, go over anything that we may have found or we want to check. We start the car up before we... We go to the track, make sure everything's good, get some heat in it, and we load it.
0: What do you What do you think about our class in particular, the racing that goes on in the field and in your competition? Me being behind you, wrecking everybody.
1: I, you know, I can't really say anything bad. I, I really can't. Everybody's everybody's been one hundred percent pleasant. You know, if we've got into one another, you know i walk down to their trailer. If it was my fault or they come up, we never, there's never been that moment where we're willing to fight or, or carry on.
0: So, and there's never been anybody who's like closed their door on me. Like if I asked for help being new and, and especially the last few years trying to figure it out myself, I've got some good help this year. Um, but everybody's been open to advice and and really just coming over to help me out. You've raced a hidden Valley under previous ownerships. I don't think, I mean, I've only raced under the new ownership. Uh, but how, how has the transition been for you as a, as a veteran of the track? Hmm.
1: It, it has been pretty seamless for me, being that I've been there, well, I mean, I was born on the first Hub City race that my, grand, my, my grandparents ever held. Uh, I've been around the track from when they owned it, uh, when gamblers had it, Jeff Taylor, all the way up to Dan. And I really, really haven't had any issues, problems. Everybody knows who I am. I know who they
0: are. And and, and when the reason I ask is because I think driver's input's important. A lot of people go to Facebook or, or the social media, and they, they air out their grievances and dirty laundry. But, uh, you know, Dan's listening to this, and, and he wants to hear from us. And, you know, what can we bring to the table that makes things better for everyone? um i know we both want to say more money that's easy to say oh, yeah. but more money's butts and seats and what 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 can we do as drivers to do i guess fill the seats
1: well i i mean i really think that your podcast here you know probably goes out you know maybe hits viewers that don't typically get to come out you know that kind of stuff surely a, a social media influence you know maybe people don't get to see a whole lot about it or, you know, maybe they come from an area that doesn't have a lot of dirt track racing. Right. You know, we're, we're pretty blessed in the area that we live
0: in to have so many
1: tracks, you know, available at our disposal.
0: Right. And I don't know if I touched on this last episode. I was down in Charleston, South Carolina uh, with a stint with the Air Force and I, I wanted to go watch some races. And everything was two and a half hours mm-hmm. away. Minimal some of them ran late models only every four weeks. It was a lot of more hobby stock stuff and smaller stuff. It, and for us to be within two hours, we have, I'm going to go off the top of the head and probably say 10 tracks.
1: There's a handful. There's a
0: lot. There is a lot. Um, and even that, then I don't even think about the Northern tracks that we have. Yeah. And you know, there's the multi night tracks, you know. right? Path Valley. Uh, a lot of yeah. smaller wing carts, even down into go-karts and stuff, which I know Dan and I talked about previously. And yeah, I think social media is huge for, for outreach and stuff. And I think our sponsors are going to like to see that more bringing that to the table, the numbers, all about the metrics. So a lot of us who race, you included, we work 40 plus hours a week to come home, spend about 40 hours on a car and then spend our weekend racing the car. How do you balance the personal life and your racing career?
1: Hmm very carefully (laughs) it's a tough uh it's a tough thing to swing especially being in a relationship home life dogs not to mention hunting fishing other stuff that you enjoy doing uh it's just a blend I mean you, you pick and choose your battles and I mean there's nights that I don't go work on the race car at all there's nights that I'm up in Kerwinsville at the shop until
0: midnight, two a.m. Yeah, and there's there's nights, there's Saturday nights that I, I'll be honest with everybody who listens, and I don't even want to go racing. There's Saturdays that I wake up and say I want to sit on the couch and watch a movie. I want to go watch a pirates game or go do something else. But it's a
1: absolutely, it, it's a
0: commitment. Like you said earlier, about it's a commitment in your yeah. in your driving style and in your, in your car. It, it's a commitment in your day to day life. It's for sure a lifestyle. It's, it,
1: it really it, is.
0: And when I jumped into this, so I, I jumped into it. Uh, everybody tells me it's not the way to do it. And I probably recommend not doing it to anybody else. I went to a few races in 2019. Is that the first year back after a while at Hidden Valley? 2019, 2020. Anyway, I, something like that. Pre- yeah. the, the Right before COVID. Hit, and I fell in love with racing all over again. COVID hit. Racing was the first thing back on TV. Uh, so I, consumed a lot of motorsports and I said, I want to do that. I didn't earn my stripes. I went out and bought a late model and three years into it I still don't know how to drive the damn thing. But it the lifestyle has consumed me. It's it's all I think about. It's all I I post about on social media. It's all I talk about at work. And and balancing it out is I'd say near impossible, but we managed to do it.
1: <laughs> hey uh I can't blame you. I kind of did the same thing. I uh, I drove a front wheel drive four cylinder one time that was my brother's, and I absolutely despised it. I didn't fit in the car right. <laughs> I didn't I didn't like it. We bought a bought a late model. We were supposed to share it together, and I don't know if my brother he didn't like it or whatever, but I wound up running it. Running it, and uh, yeah, I think I ran that car for two years and i've been in this car now for four i believe
0: and you feel still feel like you don't have a hang of it at the time huh? oh yeah i still feel like i'm slow i have i have a point, and i'm trying to explain it to eric who's my car chief this year when i'm setting in the turn and trying to put it into words for people who don't really understand like right at the exact moment I'm pointed the right way, I feel nothing. It's either I'm sticking or I'm spinning. Like I don't, and Eric's telling me, trust, just trust the car. You got to trust your car, trust your equipment. But in that moment, I have no idea what to do. I can feel the car in, I can feel the car out. But in that one moment, it's like, I'm just guessing. <laughs> and that's my learning curve right now is just right there. And it's really only a one and two, too.
1: <laughs> one and two can be tricky really tricky uh but yeah i at that point you you got to trust your your car your you know eric watching you and saying you know you're doing this you're doing that and it does you mean you're going to get critiqued a little bit
0: and i I can take it i think sometimes
1: (laughs) well i watched you in practice you look you
0: look good i didn't catch you though that's not good yeah now, granted, I was bouncing around like it. We didn't have a lot. Of, the fairness is we didn't have a lot of cars there to really run in the track and make a racing room. smoothed in, yep. um, It would have taken hours. And maybe if I stayed later, if we didn't break, we could have got a little better practice in. But Of course, it was a little chilly. It was a tad bit neply. Uh, I think I can say that on the airwaves. I don't uh, know. Eh, it's central Pennsylvania. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it was cold. No. I know at one point we were watching the... The snowflakes try to fly.
0: That's we were loading up and the snowflakes started and I said, Ah, eh, maybe this wasn't the worst decision. Um where else you know, you mentioned Friday night racing. Do you have tracks in mind to go to or uh Yeah, we're I've never
1: been to Thunder Mountain. I've never raced Thunder Mountain. I would I would like to go up and try it. Like to get on a bigger track. Uh that being said, we've also wanted to try Clinton County.
0: Clinton County's one we're gonna try fingers crossed make a make a night up to
1: uh, Clinton County is close to to where I work so we're uh, we're going to try
0: it I'm only working right down the road right now so <laughs> yeah and it's small I mean I, I'd imagine a lot of notes will somewhat transfer from Hidden Valley I know when I went to Thunder Mountain 2 years ago it, no
1: <laughs> yeah they I don't think the notes for Hidden Valley would work for Thunder Mountain. No,
0: I took a gear change and I was on the chip before the flag stand, and I was like, I thought I took way too big of a swing, uh, but it was fun. It was really fun to to be at a higher speed and. Oh yeah, it was almost. I didn't do well, but it was almost easier, um, just because there's your is carrying you a lot more. It was fun, yeah. less door banging. Don't wanna don't want a door bang at those speeds.
1: No, no, you surely don't. I did the same thing up at Hummingbird. My my very first year that I went up there in my new car, uh, put a put a set of gears in. And I I think we were on a chip before we even hit the flagman stand.
0: Yeah, I'd like to go to Hummingbird too. It's fast track, a lot of good competition. I would be so timid that.
1: It, it's fun, is if, it? If you've never raced it, you gotta you gotta go try it. it it's a good time. All the guys up there are super nice. We always had a good time. So I guess, question for me, are you are you trying anything new this year? Are you, you know, sticking with the same style of setup, driving-wise?
0: Yeah, I think I'm still going to work on building that consistency. Yeah. Um, we did, like I said earlier, we changed the car around a little bit. Um, I wouldn't say changed it around. We brought it back to a base race car, and we're building our own setup versus building off what someone else had. hmm I would like to race a little more, not be in the back as much. Uh, Just feeling the car out. I did end up last year getting a little bit more longevity in my runs and felt comfortable around other cars. Um, I'm feeling actually more comfortable around cars than I am on my own. I think it's easier to to see a line and 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 make decisions when I have someone in front of me, kind of to go off. Helper, yeah, yeah. It's it's a pace car. I mean, that's kind of what I was using everybody as last year. Um, and I was getting fast enough to make some passes And this year. I'd like to make a couple more passes, focus on finishing races and seeing where we can go from there. Um, as far as, as style goes, one of the things I have a problem with is I'm underpowered severely compared to everybody else with the little crate motor in it. And it, my, I, my driving style almost has to be more of a keep the car straight. We're not, I'm not really pointing as much, uh, driving more like a think NASCAR and think like Martinsville, right? Like Mm -hmm. there is a little bit of a point, more of a diamond though, than like a really hard set. And I can't do that in a pack because I'm going to mess up other people's lines. I actually think that's how I got into you the one time and I've got to figure out how to not do that. And I think some of that's going to come in trusting the car a little more. Yeah. Um, We did get the crate motor freshened a little bit this year uh, instead of running. God knows how many laps we're on it when I bought it. And that was year three of having it. So might have a little bit more power. Um, and if we get a summer like last year with a dry track, we'll be, I think we'll be set as long yeah. as, long as I can
1: keep traction underneath it.
0: and Yeah. That's the still... stable. Yeah. Once the, I guess it's the one point of per- perk of being underpowered on a small track. I don't plan on doing anything crazy. We almost got out of it. This year, just finances and whatnot, I'm trying to do some family stuff, keeping that balance. I'm glad we didn't. Just wish we would have spent money. Weep me. I would have spent money on the car in some different places coming into the season. But
1: I'd like to have been able to spend money in, in other places, but at the end of the year, you may – I think you were there. We, uh, we broke a lift bar uh, in the heat race and it completely turned it ruined the rear end that broke the j bar off it snapped uh both left rear shocks it bent the right rear shock it woofed the fifth coil shock i mean we had we had a very pricey
0: off season uh, off season yeah i went for pretty boy points and put a new body on old body wasn't that bad and wasted a lot of time putting it together uh I don't want to say wasted like i mean it's a timely process but could have been doing a lot of other things to the car and putting money in other spots that <laughs> where where uh where maybe maybe it would improve our performance a little bit i, I think some
1: seat time and getting comfortable and that's that was my you're argument. gonna get faster that
0: was my argument i need seat time and
1: i like i said i've been racing for i, I want to say this is my fifth year in a in a new style you know, raised front rail car, and I still need seat time. It
0: just... And just about the time you, uh, you get all that seat time you need, and shock packages are going to change, someone with money is going to bring something different to the track, and yeah. it's not going to matter anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Money equals speed sometimes. Yeah.
0: I think we see that on a Saturday night. I didn't say that out loud. So what, what probably is your most
1: favorite night racing?
0: Like so far? Yeah. The first night, I'm going to say the first night I was in the car and I went out there in hot laps and I just put the pedal to the floor, or at least what I thought was putting the pedal to the floor after looking at the, the, the times of everybody else, it wasn't, but I, but I set it in that first night, just learning to set the car. And the first time I had the car hooked up it was a feeling like no other. And I've never had that feeling since then. Like I've had the car hooked up. I've been fast. I've made the passes. And, and that first time, like I said, I've never been in a race car. I bought a late model and that was it. I've played racing video games. I have a simulator race on iRacing. The real feel of it through everything I've ever known about speed out the window. And it wasn't even that I was going fast. Yeah. It's uh it's a different type of speed.
1: There's just, there's so much going on and it's just,
0: it's almost indescribable. Yeah. And I've, i mean, I've had a sports car. I've done 130 miles an hour down a highway when you're tight in that seat and you're strapped in the car is listening to you in a way that somewhat magical when you, when you try to explain it to someone, it doesn't make sense when you get into the rear end and how, how the, the car drives, it's, you can you can say all the words you want until you do it, and then it's it's incredible. Yeah, it opens up that world, and you go, I had no idea. Yeah, I did not know that I could do this, that a vehicle could do this, that I could do this to a vehicle, especially like. So I guess the closest thing I ever had to race car would be like a four wheeler, like a four fifty ra- racing four wheeler, and even then I was used to, for the four wheeler does what I say. You can manipulate it. You can throw your body weight around. Really, racing is. I'm gonna tell the race car what to do and it's gonna to listen to me, but I can't do any more than give it the right inputs. Yeah. I can't save it. It's 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 a message from me to the race car and hope to God it was the right message. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a different
1: world and when you strap that helmet on, you crawl down in, you get the belts tightened up and you go out on the track and everybody's lined up beside you and you're going, Huh. Oh
0: man. Oh, uh, my, fr- my first few times lining up, I think I had the videos of it. I am three, four car links back and I thought I was tied up against them. It was, it was
1: something. Oh yeah. I'm, my brother, he would yell at me all the time. You need to, you need to slide up and get up on them guys. You need to get up on them. I was like, I think I am close. You know, always, you have no idea where you your was, nose is on them things. You watch the video and you're like, oh man, I could have put another late model in between. Yeah. It's
0: a, a whole row back. Yeah, it's indescribable. It's an addiction. (laughs) I put it that way. It's an addiction that, without that that balance that we keep going back to, it could be a, I don't want to say a deadly addiction, but financially burdening addiction. Oh, yeah. If you're not responsible with it.
1: I'd love to go out and spend 20 grand and get a big
0: old hammer motor built. Man, I talk to people all the time. I, you know, obviously work construction, get, get to know people, different trucking companies, contractors, and whatnot. I talk to people all the time. Oh, my buddy, he drives for this guy. They give him this much money a week. $5,000 a week is what he gives them to drive the car. I'm like, a week? Sign me up. five. You said 5000 <laughs> Buddy, I don't know if I spent that last season. I've bought one new tire since I started racing. How do I get that job? Yeah. I mean, obviously, you've got to be good. So,
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it comes down to, to pinching pennies. I mean, I, I built all my own motors. So I mean it we try to save where we can,
0: yeah, I'm hoping next year we get into building something new just because great motor doesn't have the power, but it's gonna be like learning a whole new car, yeah, yeah, ever uh, pretty much throw the notebook out the window again, so
1: do you have any plans of venturing out to different tracks this year?
0: I'd like to, Um Finance isn't working, permitted. Um, I'd like to get out to Clinton County. I've heard it's a rough track as far as, like, beating and banging on the car, but I think that's any short track. It's kind of, yeah, I'd like to get out to Clinton County. Uh, any shorter track I'd like to do. I've talked with people about once I get the seat time and the figuring it out and the, the notebook made up about running, like, Rush series stuff, mm-hmm. but only running the big series stuff. It's only every like two or three weeks. Hmm. Um, but they're you know, they're bigger money races. Yeah. And that way you can obviously you have to travel around a little bit more. Um, but for the price of a tire, you can get a pretty nice hotel room. Actually for a damn nice hotel room for the price of a tire. And it's just a little getaway. And then it gives you that balance. You get a couple weekends off and see yeah. some new tracks. I mean, you're only gonna be able to do it if you're comfortable with what you have and you have a, a good solid support group to come with you. That's been in our kind of five year plan was Yeah. Doing that. I was always told that if you can figure out Hidden Valley, you can pretty much race anywhere. Just because it's so different on both ends of the track. It's...
1: Yeah. Yeah. You go from a tight, pinching bank turn to, you know, a really bank turn that's kind of sweeping.
0: And I don't even know which one's which. (laughs) I swear, it just (laughs) depends on the night. I can set up one way. It doesn't matter. So this weekend is the, the Spring Spectacular, I believe is what we're calling it, right? Hidden Valley Speedway.
1: Yes. Yep.
0: And part of the show is we kind of go over past events and upcoming events, results, standings and stuff for local tracks. We are at the beginning of the season, so there's nothing to go over from the past. Thunder Mountain ran last weekend, but we don't have their um, synopsis yet. So when we can get that from them, we will we will get all that information out to everybody. But we... at we where we run, Hidden Valley Speedway is having their springtime spectacular uh this weekend, which is starting at what, five o'clock? Let me see here. Racing starts at six. Grandstand's open at four thirty for anybody who wants to go to that big show, eight classes, pretty much everything that's being ran this season. Justin will be there. I'll probably be there watching. What do you think about this big show coming up?
1: I'm excited. I'm I am ready to go racing. Ready to ready to get the season started, ready to see see everybody that we race with, all the faces, all the friends, you know, maybe that we don't get to see throughout the year.
0: No, and I I, feel, uh, I understand that. I, I I miss you guys like hell in the winter. Yeah,
1: you're running around going,
0: uh, what am I gonna do? I don't know
1: what everybody's doing. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, no, just. Uh, excited for the friendly competition and to see where this year year takes us
0: um, with uh, some new classes coming to the track pro stocks legend cars and some of the micros as a weekly running series anything you're excited to see as a fan of those guys I'd like to see the legend cars I've uh, I've never seen them run
1: I've I don't know a whole lot about them to be honest with you uh,
0: they look cool <laughs> My mom calls them the Beetlejuice cars. <laughs> but uh, I've seen one run. So I was in East Bay Motor Speedway in Florida watching their weekly show. And there was one legend car that they let run with the 600 Micros. So I guess that'll give you kind of an idea on speed. He was a little bit behind, but was able to keep up with the pack. Um, but I think they're going to be great on short tracks. I think the smaller sprint cars on our tracks going to be a good show. Especially if... if Three and four can come in with multiple lines.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm really curious to see how many legend cars show up because I know, like I've heard down, you know where they run. Was it is it Port Royal where they run?
0: Maybe Sealand's Grove. Sealand's Grove. I think there's a like a cart track in the middle of Sealand's Grove because it's a bigger track. But yeah, The they get a pile of cars? Yeah, and they're cool. They're cheap. Good, in, good in for people looking to get into racing. I think. I think we touched on that in the last episode a bit, but yeah, that's this weekend at Hidden Valley. Hummingbird this weekend is their second test and, or is it opening this weekend?
1: I think it's a test and tune.
0: Yeah, I think it's Uh, their second test and tune. Their first one got rained out this weekend. So there's probably going to be a showing of cars there, which is usually a good cheap, if not free weekend to get out and see some cars for those who are looking to get into it. Yeah. This weekend is what? The twenty eighth, which is how do you say it? SCDRA—that's the four cylinder, right? Yes. Series has a twenty five hundred a win night at Thunder Mountain, which is huge for four cylinders. Um, and their normal weekly shows. Oh, what other local tracks? I'm trying to keep it the smaller ones. Or are... is Marion Center running?
1: Uh, I do believe Marion Center's running. That's a that's a fun track if you've never been up there and raced it.
0: I have it. It's, was it a Saturday night show or is it a Friday? It is a Saturday night show. What's it like? Might as well fill me in here.
1: Pretty close to Hidden Valley.
0: I mean, is it, it is shorter?
1: It? I know when we went up there, I didn't run a late model up there. I actually ran a street stock up there. I ran uh, Chad Street Stock up there. And uh, I think we ran the same gears that we ran Hidden Valley.
0: Yeah, they have a, a double points this weekend. Super late, semi-late street stocks. Strictly stocks. Is that a pure stock? Hobby stocks, something like that. And we can throw all the names out there. And uh, front-wheel drives. Double points night. And I believe it's their opening night. So, that's a lot more local racing that's going to be fun. Okay. So your, your brother races.
1: Uh, he did,
0: yeah. Is he not racing this year?
1: I, I don't believe. I think he's going to take some time off. I know he was trying to sell the car.
0: Uh, I, do, I do believe I saw that, that ad. I just thought it was an upgrade. Did pretty well last year, didn't he? Uh, he only ran, or was that two years ago?
1: That was two years ago. He only ran a, a handful of races last year, and the, the motor actually dropped a valve seat.
0: Okay, I, I remember this now. I got oh. to play that back. Um, so your brother races, raced. Have you ever gotten a chance to share the track with him?
1: No, no, I have. Practice. We uh, we practiced on the same track together. Uh, the year that our cars were wrapped identical, uh, both of them okay. were the green and yellow and black. Uh, that was his. F- so, but other than that, we we never. We never raced against one another. We always said we, because uh, they were doing King of the Hill that year, where they put two cars up against one another, and uh, they were trying to get us to race against one another in a King of the Hill style race.
0: How'd that, how did that feel? Like just practicing with your brother being on the track at the same time was it? Was it special? Like I don't, I don't know anyone out there in the same aspect. Like I guess the closest thing would be me and Eric racing together. And for me and Eric racing together, it was always, holy shit, I'm hoping I'm not in Eric's way.
1: <laughs> My big thing was I, I didn't want to run into him, and I know he didn't want to run into me. You know, the cars were brand new at that point. Right? And, uh, yeah, but, I mean, it, it was it's very cool to be able to share, you know, the love for the sport with, with family members,
0: for right. sure. I'm a lone wolf out here. Don't come from a racing family. It'll come from any of that stuff. I'm, I'm I'm going to start the trend and hopefully the kids want to, or, or a cousin or someone wants to get into it with us. Oh, that's a lie. I got some distance relatives that, that race. I shouldn't leave them out. I come from a very
1: huge racing <laughs> family. <laughs> it's almost expected. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, Josh Henry, the 92 car. Okay. He's returning to semi-lates this year. Uh, He's my first cousin. my brother's going to help this year. I'd like to get him stuffed down in the car maybe a few nights and let him try out the new car.
0: I'm sure I know a guy that would take it, let him take his out for hot laps
1: <laughs> but yeah yeah it's uh it's a big family thing even even my nephew he's uh five years old, going on six. Loves racing. He comes every week. He stands on the bank. And anybody that ever watches me race knows that when I come up on the track and turn four, I'm always waving because they sit right up above the bank. I'm always waving to them and any other fans that wave
0: back. I always wanted to wave. I've always been too scared. I don't know why. Ah,
1: just Stick your hand out and wave. Somebody will wave back. Or they won't. I'll never know. But yeah. <laughs> I'll wave to you.
0: Yeah. I spun out at practice, and the first thing I did is I look up and waved at Lippert coming around behind me. <laughs> he waved back. I almost wish Norm would have got a picture of it because it was uh, it was a classic.
1: So, do you have any do you have any goals for this year? I mean, short of finishing races, you know, is there? You know, do you want to finish up in points? I mean, we all want to finish up in points
0: at some point, but... I'd like to be able to be top five in points. Right. Um, And I know a lot of that comes down to really just being at the track um, and and weekly. And I don't don't know if I want to commit to that yet because I want to try some other tracks out. And I don't know what else is out there on a Saturday night that may catch my eye, whether it's a, a certain event, a certain cause but top five in points was my, my goal. I know that we have a couple guys that aren't running this year, a couple guys that are new this year, and maybe it's a good opportunity for me to make that a goal. Um, I haven't actually finished a race yet. Really? No, I've, I've, I got my black flag on the last lap, my best race. <laughs> so finishing races is a goal. Um, and I gained a lot of confidence in the last three weeks last year that I think I can finish races. Um, without a doubt, it's just a matter of can I finish races and work towards that second goal, which is racing and actually being up battling for position. I don't want to back mark until the the last couple laps and then try because if it goes green, I'm screwed. I hate the idea of being lapped just because I can junk my car, junk the leader's car, and piss off people. So, staying on the lead lap's a goal, top is a goal, um, and, and kind of growing. So, You alluded to it earlier, the podcast, reaching out to people, kind of becoming, I don't want to say a name because that's selfish, but when I came, come to the races, came to the races as a kid growing up, as an adult, taking my kids the first few times before I got my car, I didn't know who anybody was. And I think that's kind of the issue with getting butts in seats is you only come if you know who people are. Yeah. So not even me getting known, but getting the track known, getting our friends known, getting you known. Um, anybody who's on the podcast, creating fans for the sport in a, i I, I want to say inorganic, because this is organic traffic per se, but in a way that is, is new to the smaller uh,
1: smaller Saturday night.
0: Yeah. Games. So obviously Port Royal is going to have a radio show. Right. Lernerville is going to have us some t- time. Um, we know Kyle Larson does good in the late model. We know uh, Jimmy Owens is, is who Jimmy Owens is. But we don't know who, who you are, who I am, who Eric is, um, the values that these people come from, and kind of why we race. It's, it's the kind of thing that makes you go to a race. I, don't, I never liked a NASCAR driver because they came from money and they won championships. For the years, my favorite NASCAR driver was Matt Benedetto. Never won a race in NASCAR. But he was personable, always had, had a good cause behind him, and was a funny guy. So hopefully that's that's part of this and part of my goals is kind of just to bring people in, whether for me or anybody else, just be a right. be a driving factor in that.
1: Yeah, yeah, really, really let people know who you are, where you come from, right. what you like to do. I did a,
0: a touch a truck event, Hob, Glenn O. Hawbaker hosted the touch of a truck event over in um, State College, and I was working on a job with them. So I said I'm going to bring my. Uh, Race car, So I called the the lady running the show from uh, the state college community, asked if I could bring the car and trailer over so kids can see that. And you would be surprised. Of the two, three, four hundred people that were there, none of them knew that there was a racetrack as close as Hidden Valley, Port Royal, even even the bigger tracks. And we gave out some tickets, to some people and brought some new new faces. There's just there's so much market out there for us that we just have to get it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice to have events like that for race cars where you have a show or or something. I you know, I realize the mall show. We do right. the, you know, that happens before season. Uh always wanted to put a car in there. Never Mine's have. never gonna be ready by then. I, I never have mine <laughs> ready.
0: Mine's not ready now. We're racing in two days. Um well you're racing in two days. Yeah. Uh I like to take mine to car shows and it's a conversation piece, gets people involved. Uh, Bud Garvey has their classic car show yep. and they have some classic race cars there. I They've asked me to bring it up and outreach, but that kind of stuff. And I, I say it like, oh, we all need to be doing it. It's more time away from everything else. But yeah, uh, and I, I get people who say, you know, get some of the older guys who are like, you're an idiot. This isn't going to work. Maybe not. Maybe it won't. But like, you got to try. It's. I've had all this equipment laying around, so why not make a show?
1: Yeah. Thanks. I mean, when you asked me, I was like, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I, what's the worst that's going to happen?
0: We're going to sit here. We're going to BS for a couple hours, drink a couple beers. Talk about racing. Talk about race and see where it goes. And as I get better at this and get better at opening people up, me opening up, we're going to show people that. And it's it's really easy to see once you're on the inside. Race car drivers are just normal people who uh, either are really not good with their money or got really lucky to get into racing. Those are the only two differences that differentiate anybody else from a race car driver. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And I'll let you know, I follow into the, the dumb one.
1: <laughs> I, I've done some dumb things too.
0: Well, it's just, like we said earlier, it's an addiction. It's a, it's a lifestyle. We're not... When, You've heard the saying before. What's the fastest way to become a millionaire racing? Yeah, start out a billionaire. Start out a billionaire. I mean, it, we're not out here to to be the most famous guy. We're not out here to make money. It's a, it's a.
1: I often sit back and it, it's the running joke in the garage. Uh, I say to Brad, uh, I said, you know, what are we gonna do if I quit racing? Because. I ain't no good at playing golf. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: When we, we, you know, we're in this spot in our, our lives, my wife and I, where we're looking at getting a house in the next year. And, it, and obviously we got to make some financial sacrifices. And really the first thing on the chopping block is going to be racing. Um, and I'm not, I mean, I'm I, obviously going to do what's best for my family, but I'm not sure I'm ready to say out loud that after four years, five years, I'm done racing. Maybe a layoff.
1: I was gonna say layoff. <laughs> it's, layoff. But you never lose that feeling. Well, just I can remember watching my dad as a kid race, and you know, oh, I want to do that. I want to do it. And when my dad quit racing, he, you know, we didn't go to race tracks. We he he steered clear because if he got into it, he he was going back racing again.
0: Just like and, I said, we're we're all addicts, man. Oh yeah, and, and it's relapsing. Just as easy as any other addiction. Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, you watch? Do you follow any other racing? Any uh, like anything on Flow, NASCAR, anything else? I, I I
1: used to be in the NASCAR, and my favorite driver was Mark Martin. I, I followed Mark all the way up until he when he when he finally retired. I I really stopped watching watching NASCAR. Of course, going back to your forty hours of work, you know as well as I do. Traveling to and from where we work, yeah. you know, you spend an hour in a truck every day, just going home and other things.
0: This is a NASCAR podcast, by the way.
1: <laughs> uh, we're off dirt track. Yeah,
0: but it's just racing, man. When I, well, when I got into racing this last time around COVID, I was all <laughs> I bought all the scanners. I was listening to everything, all the in cars because, like, yeah, I know cars make left turns and they wreck, and there's a winner. But hearing the strategy and the adjustments and learning what all that meant, I originally set out to just spot at Jennerstown. was like, okay, I want to be involved. I was going to be a spotter. Posted in a group. Had a guy who offered to let me drive his car. Never took him up on it. Another guy who wanted a spotter. Couldn't get his radios to work. And eventually, how my brain works, I said, screw it, I'm going to race. And I was originally looking at asphalt, but Hidden Valley's a lot closer than Jennerstown.
1: Absolutely. And
0: those asphalt tires wear a lot faster.
1: I never... I've never been to an asphalt race.
0: I've never been to a NASCAR race. I've been to Jennerstown. That's it. I've been I've been to an NASCAR track. I've been to Bristol for when the Lucas Oil Series was there. Mm-hmm. Or was it World of Outlaws? I think it was World of Outlaws was there. Uh, nope, I'm not. I thought I was wearing the shirt. But I think it was World of Outlaws when they... late. Speaking, of, speaking of
1: shirt, you can tell we're dirt track racers. We're, you know... Wearing parts supplies. Oh, shirts. you and I both know we <laughs> both went home and put on a
0: racing shirt <laughs> before this. Oh yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was totally That's just...
1: about what half my closet is is race car cars. Sh- if it's not work shirts, it's race car shirts.
0: Yeah, I got fluorescent yellow, my team shirts, and just random parts shirts or whatever comes with whoever
1: sends it. Probably the. What do you think of fan appreciation? Because I'm telling you, that is probably my most favorite day of the year.
0: Or fan appreciation? The first photo I always send when I send out sponsorship email letters or letters in general is a picture I have of me signing an autograph for a little girl. Yep. Because that, and when you falling back on what you said my favorite racing feeling was, that's not a feeling in the car, but that feeling is incredible. Yeah. I did it at that Touch a Truck event there. And nobody cared that I was a backmarker. The kids were like, "Oh my goodness, this is a race car driver! Absolutely. Oh my goodness, I'm touching a race car!" You know, at those at those events, I put the kids in the car, let them flip some switches around, and it's 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 another really cool feeling that you can't really explain, but it's just it's just doing good. Uh, but yeah, fan appreciation night's awesome. We have some plans this year to bring some pretty cool stuff. I wish we could do it more than one night a year. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it would lose the feeling, but
1: it, it's always great to you know they get to see us on the track, they get to watch us, you know. But typically, we don't get to interact with them, you know. We don't get to see you know the people that are supporting us in our sport. and mm-hmm. you know, they spend a lot of money just as well as we spend a lot of money,
0: and they they make sac- I mean, their Saturday night is. Is six, our 6 hours Saturday. of yeah. seeing us. Yeah. And, and I don't you know they're not they're just sit, they just have to sit there and watch. You know we talk about the thrill and stuff but we got people who enjoy just watching us have the thrill which is amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, can't thank thank them all enough. For no, sure.
0: No, and i I just hope to see more and more and more of them every single week.
1: Yeah, cuz unfortunately like you said butts and seats without them we you might as well just go Rolling around the field a couple times and
0: call it a night. Yeah, yeah. I can do a lot of crazy, stupid stuff, but doing crazy, stupid stuff with, for them is what it's about. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I remember, I think fan appreciation last night or last night, last year. Well, I think that was my last race. Maybe. No, it wasn't. I raced a couple more, but my last race, we had a bunch of t-shirts left over and we went up in the stands and just, you're a kid. Here's a t-shirt. Yeah. You're a kid. Here's a t-shirt. And all those kids are like, I don't even know who you are, but I'm happier. <laughs> I'm happier in a pig in mud right now. I got a t-shirt. Yeah. guy wearing a fire suit gave it to me. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I spun out that race, and the race was still going on behind me. <laughs> Sorry to steal your thunder. Uh. So, forgive my ignorance here. How many times have you been in victory lane? I have not Why the hell not? I thought you got one. Didn't you get one last year?
1: No, no. I I took second. I won won lots of heat races, but
0: was that on a trophy
1: night? Uh I well I was in victory lane on trophy. Okay, I know I've seen your car there, so like I said, mind my ignorance. But Yeah, I've I've got handfuls of second places, but never that uh that number one spot eludes me.
0: What do you speculate that feeling will be like?
1: It's going to be very emotional
0: for me i would imagine i know i know some of the backstory i don't know if everybody does but
1: yeah my uh my father was the big supporter in my racing you know as well as my girlfriend my mother you know her father my brother uh anyone that doesn't know i lost my father uh november 3rd of 2021 uh right after right after racing season we went. I ran a street stock up at uh, Marion Center, and we we come back from that, and he was in the hospital. Uh, ultimately, you know, did not make it. But it's it's going to be very emotional for us, you know, if and when we we do win.
0: I, d- I don't think it's a matter of if, it's when. Yeah, I think I I have this sinking feeling. That this year mm, it's probably gonna be it. Just
1: well, yeah. from
0: watching it, your improvement, I I don't know a lot about a lot, but watching your improvement from two years ago to the beginning of last year to the end of the last year, I think you're figuring it out, and and I, th- I think this year's gonna be it. Yeah, well, I, appreciate I, I, it. I look forward to seeing it. So, yeah.
1: yeah, I uh, I'll stand there and cheer you on just as much as you would me.
0: Like I said, I just want to finish. Yeah, I want to hey. see my friends be successful. I just want to get better, finish, bring some bring some awareness to the sport, Absolutely. have a good time, good safe time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Want everybody to be safe. That's for sure.
0: But that's one of the crazy things. So everybody, I don't say everybody, uh, family members. When I first told them I was racing, big freak out about safety. And when I tried, to, when I show them these cars, the way they're engineered, you know, the way they're designed. These late models aren't, and no disrespect intended, they're not some garage-built pure stock. They're not a roll cage in a four-cylinder. These things are designed uh, to go fast. Now, the way I kind of won them over was I showed them some of the clips from Bristol when yeah. cars were in the fence, and people got out and walked away. I said, you know, obviously, I don't want to scare you, but this is what we're working with. This is, this yeah. is the real deal. And then, of course, yeah. I got yelled at for spending money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Trust me, we all do. We all do. Yeah, but yeah. It's safety is a huge aspect of the sport. I mean, the cars are designed to to keep us safe.
0: Right. It's 100%. not. It's not. It's not the nineteen sixties. We're not some rednecks trying to be moonshiners. <laughs> We're some rednecks trying to be race car drivers. I was gonna now. say a
1: bunch of rednecks trying to be race car <laughs> drivers, but
0: but yeah, it's it's cool. So. Do you have anything you're looking forward to this season? Any special nights, uh, goals? Um, any? I don't want to say secrets because I don't want them to be out there. But
1: no secrets. No I mean, secrets. Come over to the garage if you like. I mean,
0: <laughs> ah, I know that you're the first person to offer me help. My race out there.
1: Who doesn't want to win? I mean that that's a goal, right? But ultimately, at the end of the year. I want to I want to have fun when everybody we're racing with to have fun. Just go have a good time. Go race and meet some fans,
0: you know. How often do you say do you think you go up in the stands and just hang out?
1: Well, last year not much.
0: Lots of wrenching.
1: Lots of wrenching. Lots of going back to making adjustments on the car. Last year was probably my first full year of Feeling confident enough to make bar adjustments, you know, move a J-bar, you know, move four-link bars, et cetera. Love to spend more time in the stands and, and meet people. I think that'd be a
0: pretty neat idea uh, for tracks. It's just having a fan zone, right? So the, our pavilion we have up, uh, I got to imagine it's supposed to be like handicap seating uh, or something of the sort where maybe drivers just go up and hang out.
1: Right. Yeah. Or, you know, even down by the, the pit concession where the pit gate from the, right. the stands would be, you know, maybe have an area where, you know, the, the fans could come down, you know, they'd be really close to the track drivers. I know when I'm not wrenching, I try to go up there and watch a little bit of racing myself right. and, uh, you know, maybe come down and interact with us.
0: Yeah, I, I, I like that. I like the idea of seeing people talking with people, kids getting getting the kids involved absolutely um you can't you just can't be going back to that fan appreciation night all right so this episode's a little bit everywhere we'll play a little fantasy here what's money not an option or not an issue where's one track you'd race you want to race east bay really yeah you like east bay you only got about another year
1: yeah i've always wanted to race in florida you ever been to east bay i have not
0: it's uh, it's interesting. So my dislikes about East Bay is all of their features run the same amount of laps. Whether it's four cylinders, late model, sprint cars. Everybody's running the same amount of laps, 20 lap feature. Um, which I thought was just a little strange. Because some of those smaller, or like when the micros were out there, it got to be a little long on a big track. Wasn't a bad seat in the house. I didn't get their pit experience. I'm going down this summer, so I'm hoping to... To get down in the pits a little bit, but it was it was a fun track. It looked fast. It looked well up, well kept. Good one.
1: Yeah. What about uh, what about you?
0: As a fan, the best racing I've ever seen in person and on TV has been Port Royal. Um, but I feel like I've spent enough hours at Port Royal as a fan that I think I'd have to say, and I'm gonna sound like a bandwagoner but Eldora.
1: Uh, Yeah. I mean, there's so many places you want to race.
0: Right. And I've been on, I've been to tracks up and down the East coast. Anywhere I go. First thing I do when I'm at my hotel is where's the nearest racetrack. So vacation for me is usually just race hunting. Um, But who knows? There's probably a gem in Wyoming that would make great racing. I know we
1: went to South Dakota in October and I don't even know the name of the speedway, but it, it was just out there in the middle of nowhere. Was it Husset?
0: Husset? Big, like, grandstands and everything? Oh, yeah. Dark brown dirt? Yep. Yeah, I think it could have been a Husset or Husset. I don't know how to say it, but it, it almost looks like a Bristol in the Midwest.
1: Yeah. I mean, it. you literally come up the road and there's nothing and. Boom, Grandstand Speedway.
0: Yeah, and I, I've seen, I've watched on Flow some really great racing there.
1: Another Speedway probably, you know, on the bucket list would be Taswell
0: The big high banked, just... Fast. Yeah. I'd like to see... Ha- I've, I've never even been to our own Williams Grove, so...
1: Never been to Williams Grove. Been a lot of places, but never there. That, I
0: think that might be Williams Grove and Lincoln, might be two of the only speedways in Pennsylvania. Bigger name that you would know of that that I haven't been to yet. I mean, I'll get there. But my fandom went very fast from fandom to race car driver. And you can't be a race car driver and a fan at the same time. It's really hard. I'd like to take a season off just to spend Saturday nights in the stands.
1: Yeah, there's not enough uh, Saturdays in the year no, that we racing.
0: That's my biggest, like, once winter hits, I'm like, okay, I know I've, uh, the Chili Bowl coming up. I have East uh Florida Nationals coming up I can watch on TV, but it's still not like being there. So you said you do
1: iRacing. I I dabble. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea how you can do
0: it. <laughs> it's I don't do well in dirt cars on iRacing.
1: I am absolutely horrible.
0: Well, I think the big thing about dirt car and i racing is you have to feel your car racing. That's the first thing I learned. Was you can't just tap the brakes and expect expect it to set like you do on i racing. I actually i race a lot more road course stuff. Yeah, a lot more stuff that I'm not familiar with. Uh, but I have i raced. I i raced in um, Monday Night Racing League, which was so they had RTG, which was Road to Glory, which was the the series I raced in, which was ex- essentially Xfinity. Um, in the uh, the Monday Night League. The likes of Dale Earnhardt Jr. were racing weekly, uh, Kyle Busch, Anthony Alfredo, and the Road to Glory League was people who were trying to make the show. So they'd take the top five, and then you would go into the show with these bigger names. Um, and that was that was just incredible. Just to have the chance yeah. to race with those guys, to know that I'm in, a, in a, an online call with these racers, and minutes away from being in an online call with some of the best in the world. I never made the show. I've been sixth. Wish I they they ended up closing that program just because it was a lot of production. They did full race production and stuff with broadcasts. Uh, Daryl Waltrip did one of our broadcasts once, which was really cool. Wish they still did it because I would still be trying to get yeah get in with those guys. Um, probably be a little hellion and wreck Kyle Busch just because. <laughs> just because you know you got to say you wrecked Kyle Busch. You got one shot to do it. <laughs> I'd do it at somewhere like Talladega or something where we're drafting, but. Yeah, I racing's awesome. I don't know. Take it. You've dabbled.
1: I do not have my own setup, but I I have dabbled. I, a couple friends do.
0: I used to have a, a chair and everything, but now I just have the wheel. And it's not the same. When we when we move here uh, in the next year or so, I'd like to put a, a, a rig back in my office and get back into it, um, just for fun for asphalt stuff, road racing. That stuff I don't get to get on get to do on Saturday night.
1: So. uh we gonna be uh, twins in uh, color paint schemes this year. Or? Well,
0: no, you stole my black body, red front, so I had to go ahead and just drop a couple dollars just so I don't didn't want to be the same. So I'm white body with white front, red accents. So Ooh. that was my nephew's decision.
1: I- he loves Star Wars. The for all the listeners. The car looks like Darth Vader.
0: Darth Vader or Darth Maul?
1: Darth Vader.
0: Okay. It's That's got, what you're going for.
1: Yep. It's got a great big picture of Darth Vader
0: on the roof. No, I'm still... So I'm a, I'm a little bit of a, a nerd. A little weeby. Uh, and I have some anime characters going on my rap this year. Uh, my helmet's done up like a main character of one of the animes that I've watched. There you go. we will break out and bring in some anime crowd to the...
1: <laughs> listen, this...
0: this this show has all kinds of twists and turns. We don't know where we're going next.
1: But Are we racing? Are we anime? Are yeah. We who knows, Wars? man? Yeah.
0: Hey, who have you seen that episode of? I don't know what the hell. But, but yeah, and that was my thing. Is I know Eric did Paw Patrol, and I was like, that's a good idea. You know, if nobody's gonna come copyright strike our cars, I'm gonna throw some silly stuff on there. I thought about doing just goofy stuff like SpongeBob for the kids, or yeah. or something, or even I don't, I don't even know. Letter Kenny was on the. On the idea list, and thought about mimicking some old NASCAR schemes, uh, maybe in the future. But no, we're not twinning this year. I guess that's the the, the really winded answer. Hmm. I'm sure I'll give you a couple white stripes, though. Don't don't you worry about maybe,
1: it. Maybe uh, maybe I'll put red on yours. That's fine. I'll, uh, I'll be coming up to the car, like me and Eric last year. I think we were sticking tape of each other's colors on each other's car. <laughs> gone, Look, we already got it out of the way. <laughs>
0: I don't care. As long as we're not too broke, I'll rub. I mean, I already hit the wall.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, the first wrinkle after that, it's, it's whatever. Yeah.
0: Problem is, I bent the brand new spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> Those don't just come out.
1: I was going to say, they, you don't find those laying alongside the road.
0: No, they don't, they don't just beat out with a hammer either. They're making plastic ones now. I saw that. And they're making plastic, like I ran a plastic, fenders and bodies and stuff. I ran a plastic quarter last year and a plastic uh, nose filler piece.
1: Really? hmm
0: And everybody's like, oh, it's going to rip, it's going to tear. It's gonna... No issues. It's just as new as when I bought it. Well, oh, yeah, that's a lie. I hit the wall last year at the end of the year, um, coming out of four that wall is a little hard, but yeah. Um, they're basically doing all plastic, right? Right sides now. Yeah. Um, I guess that's for those people that run up against the wall and stuff and really shove their nose in there. Yeah. Uh, it ends up being about 140 bucks a piece. So it depends on how your sheet metal skills are. And if you pay people to do your body, I mean, if it works, it works.
1: Yeah. I know if you go buy a, pretty fab body they they can get pretty expensive
0: i my quote this year was five thousand dollars for a new body i think we have about 12 and cheap metal and i say we but eric did a lot of the work yeah. bending it and cutting it and helping me mount it and stuff it was labor intensive, so I can see where they come from. That number. What's your? Uh, what would you say? I know broke is a bad thing, but what's your favorite thing to work on on your car? Are you a body guy, motor guy. I know I you said motor you guy. Like your motors. Yep. I had a. I pulled my motor this year. We were gonna trade it. Trade went through. Went fell through. Um, so I ended up setting it back in, and I did some of the work there. I'm so afraid of making a mistake. It's gonna cost me money, both on the track and working with it. Body work's pretty tedious too. I haven't found a niche yet as a mechanic. I'm just a driver, not a good one, but I'm just a driver.
1: <laughs> I'm not a body guy. I I despise it.
0: I despise doing body work. Well, my I, goal is to do less body work. And that's I said. You know, I put all that time into the new body, and the first thing I do in practice is hit the wall in the second lap, third lap, and well, that was a lot of money and time.
1: Get the rubber mallet out, piece of plywood.
0: Depends on the angles, might beat it over the trailer side.
1: Yep. No, I'm I'm for sure a motor guy. I I make my living working on diesel engines, right, gas engines, that kind of stuff.
0: I I really enjoy putting motors together. I'm hoping within the next year to be at least have the parts to put a motor together. Um, I think I have the people that have the parts. And now it's just the money to buy the parts. But I'd, I'd like to have a nicer motor together, a little more power. Um, sometimes I think that's my issue on the track is, like, I just don't have enough power. And I'm trying to drive it like you guys are driving out there. I, I said earlier, you know, obviously the driving style with less horsepower has to change. That's a new ball game.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is.
0: Hey, the way motors. The semi-late models have come... They're pushing damn near lower superpowers, super late model powers.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, horsepower. There we go. It's it's wild. I mean, it can get pretty expensive pretty quick.
0: And I don't know how true it is. I had a guy he races uh, steel blocks out in out Midwest, and he said he has a, a steel block motor, so obviously not exactly limited, but his is pushing seven eight hundred horsepower. And I'm like, huh? That's That's super power, super late model power. That's that's wild.
1: Yeah, I mean you're looking I mean I'm a Ford guy, no Ford motors, but I mean you're looking at a roush Yates, something like that. You're talking eight, nine hundred horse. That's all aluminum. Hundred percent, you know, just right lots of money. You're getting out of a steel block, it's wild.
0: Yeah. It's ridiculous. He's actually who I bought. So so here's a fun fact for the, the 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 people listening you. Three years I've yet to run a new tire. I have only ran used tires from other teams. I go out west, pick them up. I had a guy send me sell me about thirty five tires for hundred bucks one weekend, thought I was making out like a bandit. Didn't know anything about anything. They're all fourteen fifties. I couldn't use a single tire. But I've yet to this year, this this season, start of the season will be my first year on new right re- new rears. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping everybody says it's gonna make a world of a difference.
1: I will tell you this that we want new tires every week. I don't know if I
0: can afford that. I know I can't afford that. It's uh it's a totally different feeling. I, and like I've I've, I've uh tire. I've scuffed them, I've siped them, yeah. used ones and stuff, but and I've had some pretty close to new ones, but Never knew.
1: Yeah, you want some used ones? Come get them.
0: Have you got anything that has life?
1: Yeah, I got. Oh, I got
0: stacks of tires, and they have, and they're soft.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's the battle anymore. Just getting tires.
0: Well, right now, Mid Atlantic has twelve hundreds on sale, one hundred fifty really? apiece. You, uh, you get me a tire for putting you onto it if you get something. <laughs> <laughs> oh man.
1: Yeah, I just, I just got two new ones here at practice. i to get them. That's
0: tomorrow night. Uh-huh. We'll be grooving tires. Tomorrow night, we're ripping shocks off, sending them away. So we lost a bolt out of our caliber from how rough the track was. And that's why it was locking up the left front. We found out, uh, which is good because I thought we broke a hub. Yeah. And that was not in my affordability for the week. Um, and then we have the the dead spotted shock. Hopefully that can just get fixed by being freshened and nothing's bent. Yeah. shock game ain't cheap. So next year originally this year was gonna be new motor. It was a, like came into a deal to trade for a motor ended up falling through just from after further inspection. we found some things that may not have been an issue, but we didn't like what we saw, so we just decided not to go through with it, put the crate motor back in. But originally, it was going to be this year, new motor, next year, shock package, year three, future year three, would be a 2026 chassis. Yeah. And then kind of just run that pattern. But the motor fell through, and now we're all off Kilder and <laughs> buying this house. We don't know what we're going to do. Maybe I'll just raise a four-cell. Yeah. it's. I wouldn't mind and. Obviously, and we all say this. I wouldn't mind finding someone with an extra chassis. Let me throw my money at it. But I don't have the overhead burden of the initial purchase. Because if I could sell mine, take that money, I would dump it into whoever wants to let me race one of their chassis. Yeah. And then fix what I break. I mean, but you got to have some friends in high places for that kind of crap. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There's not chassis sitting along the side of the road.
0: Actually, when you drive from here to Phil Filt- well, Filt- I've yeah, seen a couple. Yeah, there's a couple. <laughs> you just see <laughs> them right, laying you out got, there. You got me. <laughs> I actually think there's like two in our garage or, like, right or there was. It's not anymore.
1: Uh, I got I got too many. Between modifieds and late models and, nope. I thought
0: about actually getting a micro. Just to try it out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and because you can literally roll one of those things down the backstretch and rebuild it for what shocks cost us, yeah,
1: my, but uh, also
0: the idea of rolling down the backstretch <laughs> scares the hell out of me.
1: My dream ride is a is a four ten wingless. Lo- I would absolutely die to be in
0: one. Well, that's how. So when I when I first bought my car, um, I jumped into a late model, um, but. I was looking at Pure Stocks and Street Stocks and my wife who also grew up around racing said I know you you like to have the best just buy a late model or a sprint car and I'm like what I obviously put the ring on the right woman I was going to say um, but so we bought the late model I don't I don't regret it I definitely don't think I could have race the sprint car we almost traded it out last year for a, a 600 micro operation a couple of times but the problem with that was all of my notes go out the window everyone who i'm friends with from racing late models go out the way win- i mean we're still friends but the help they can provide me goes out the window yeah. and at that time it wasn't an hidden valley be running so i'd have to go to clinton county meet new people this that and the other with not a single clue on how to run them so, racing question. Uh, a racing what, answer. Uh,
1: what is your your dream car if you were to to get in one super late
0: what, sprint car, so race car. Um I really think I would prefer very controversial thing to say, racing on asphalt. Mm. Um, I that's I I think I would do better first off with just my feeling problems with the race car, um. But I think there's a higher ceiling too, uh, not scale wise. It's way harder to race on dirt, but there's a higher potential ceiling. But I don't know, cause the the if it has tires and a checkered flag, i man Yeah, like I. I say that, but I think maybe even like a like a GT three road course car, or you know something way out of the topic of this podcast, uh, like a Porsche, or um, I'm trying to think of some of the other GT three cars. My my favorite's a Porsche. I, I don't know, and there's so much out there that I don't even know where to where to where to start. I mean, would I? I, what I The right answer is any ride that someone else is paying for, right? (laughs) Um, But I I don't know. I mean, I think like our ceiling has to be super late models on dirt. Um, I don't have the cojones for a sprint car. I think it'd be fun. But if we're answering honestly, I don't think I'd be able to do it. Yeah, I think a a super late would be fun.
1: I agree. But I'm a sprint car.
0: Have you ever driven
1: one? I've never driven a sprint car.
0: Well, you know, at Hidden Valley, we have this opportunity going.
1: Yeah. Yeah, never.
0: Just add another chassis to your garage.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't need no more. I don't need anything more to spend money on. Trust me.
0: Oh. Um, I, would, I mean, I would try sprint cars. I, I definitely think I'd try like a 600 or a 270 or something. Yeah.
1: I'm, a, I'm a 410. I'm, if I'm going to get in one, it it'll be a 410.
0: So here's a question I, it's kind of like a, like a no-brainer for like seasoned uh, dirt car people but the first time you stood beside a 410 after watching them on the track were you like holy shh this thing is huge yeah like I I every time I go watch them every single time and every time I go down to standby I'm like wow you don't realize you know from up in the stands how Big the wings and everything. Well, even late models, in general. Yeah, the, even late models. The first time I thought I was going to sit in and be like the size of my Focus. Yeah, that's, that's set out front. Like, oh yeah, it's 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 a race car, but it's and it's boxy, but it's small. No man, those things have, it has like the wheelbase of my truck.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: It's like literally racing a boat out there. Um, but yeah, no, I I I would try a sprint car. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think that I could do it. The science behind them, the in-car adjustments you have to make. Um, I have a hard time remembering to, to adjust my brake bias. Yeah, on on restarts. So like, the the amount of stuff that you can do with those, uh, one goes to show like how much brain there is in racing, and two, I don't have the brain to race them. <laughs>
1: Get Tony Stewart to send me down one of those Ford-powered 410s. Yeah, I mean, if Tony Stewart yeah, wants to... Yeah, I mean, hey, sign hey,
0: me up. Tony, I'll tag you in this on Twitter. <laughs>
1: yeah. If it's got wheels on it and runs in the dirt, I want to race it.
0: Yeah, I, I think... And that's, I kick myself in the butt for buying a late model, right? Because there's so much to learn. Uh, as long as it's a rear-wheel drive car, n- not too much offense to the four-cylinder drivers, but I think that transition... I don't think there's such thing as bad experience or bad exposure to something. But I feel like it was it would be a harder transition going from front wheel drive to rear wheel drive cars. I mean you 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 raced one one time. I ran one one time and <laughs> I like And then you say, go to a rear end like a late model and everything's completely different. Oh yeah. Yeah. Remember geometry? I nope. think
1: you were going to use that. Yeah.
0: I say things about geometry and chassis and people were like those words don't go together. I'm like <laughs> I got Yeah, come look at this setup book once. (laughs) Yeah, Well, that's a thing, and I haven't reached out to Audi about more advanced setup books, but the setup book I've gotten from Swartz is the drawings of the parts, and it says, move here for this, and the rest is like, you figure it out. Uh, I'll give, you know, I
1: I run a laser chassis. Uh, Jim Bernheisel down in, in Jonestown. I've called him on, you know, Saturday night at the track, if he's not in the car he he picks up the phone and you're going, "Hey, man, this thing's plowing like a dump truck. What do I do? What do I do?" and you know he'll give you an honest answer which is which is really good uh the the setup books are are really, really really good for, for a redneck like me. You know, it's got <laughs> pictures and the tape measures. It's colored. There. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it's. There, there is a lot but, more to these cars than people think. We're not just out there pressing a loud pedal and turning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't even understand it. People tell me about indexing and this and it rates. And, and I go, I look at my car chief and I say, what should I do? Yeah, I I know I'm tight. You you here's the wrench, um, and I'm blessed to be able to do that. Um, and I'm, I mean I'm learning while we do it, but I'm forever thankful that those guys can look at our our, uh, our our setup sheets and know what to do. I would just go out there and just keep spinning on the same setup. <laughs> I think it's me.
1: Yeah, it's it's wild how much stuff you can get into on one. It's just. It's mind-boggling.
0: Well, when you think you got these... Where is it? Is it New York? There's a mile-long track, right? Dirt track. I know there's one somewhere. Forgive the ignorance of not knowing the exact one. Looked it up. There's a mile-long dirt track somewhere. And then you take these same cars and turn a couple shock adjustments, move a bar here, and you're racing the same exact car with different tires on a fifth mile. High bank track. You're not putting new parts in it. You're just making a few adjustments. I don't know what other sport you could really do something. So I I say simple, make simple adjustments. But if you don't know what you're doing with those simple adjustments, it's you'll be ass backwards.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like, uh, don't, uh, don't try to run your late model with reverse stagger in it. Done that on accident. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I've had people tell me front stagger doesn't matter. I've had people tell me your front stagger is the most important. I've had to people tell me two inches of rear stagger. I've had people tell me five inches of rear stagger. Yeah. I said, I'm just going to start here and figure it out. I said, stagger seems like a minor adjustment right now for me, where I need to just learn to drive the car. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's
1: hectic. It's frustrating. It's... Fun
0: well, that's the first thing bullets. I was told Saturday was Connor, you're frustrated. Like, what do you mean? I can tell coming out of three and four. You're not getting the results you want out of three and four, and you're frustrated setting up in one and two. And I like I had to figure out that they were right. I was bouncing all around coming out of three and four. And I'd exit super low because I had no control. And then my setup for one and two was off. And I would just lose it or I would just do something stupid or I would run slow. And-
1: Probably the the best advice I ever got when I started racing mm. was take it out, run it as hard as you could, and spin it out. Find out exactly how far you can push that car to make it <laughs> spin out.
0: I think that well, was the time I was out on track with you. I think I spun out three times in a lap that first time we went out.
1: Oh, yeah. Um Yeah, you... You scared uh, the bejesus out of me because I had no brakes. Did you lose brakes? Oh, I had no brakes. <laughs> I come around you and I was like, "Well, thank God he had some uh, room behind him because <laughs> I'd had to
0: yeah, get skinny." That, that was the part about not having the receivers that I was like, "Uh, maybe we should have radios." But that time I came out and I said, uh, Eric wanted me to set a different way, and I came out and did it the way he said. And the first thing I, I just. Pitched it sideways, had no control. Hit turn one again, pitched it sideways, had no control. I'm like, well, let's practice. Let's do it a third time. Yeah. Pitched it sideways, had no control. Now, we made way too big of a swing on our adjustment from the first time where we were plowing tight. Car was too loose to really do that. When I spin out, I kind of feel like, okay, I found a line. right? Yeah. Like, I get frustrated because I only get one more when we're racing. But I'm like, okay, there's a line. How close can I get now?
1: Yeah, how far can I stand on this line without just going overboard?
0: Right, Like, and people see like, oh, he's out there spinning out. He's an idiot. And while you're probably 60% right, um, there's a thought process to what I'm doing when I'm doing all that is I'm trying to figure out where I can put this car. Yeah. You know, and I, I mean, yeah, I could go around there and putz around and barely be up on the bars, but I want to know where that line is. And I feel like that's, the best way for me to learn to drive it is push to the limit, push it to the limit, back up a little bit, push it to the limit, back up a little bit. Okay. I was fine there. Can I get a little closer to that limit?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it, it goes into being comfortable with getting on the limit too.
0: Right. And that, and my understanding is that's where these cars are fast. Oh yeah. That's that's racing. These cars is you're, you're running on a fine line of wrecking and racing.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're running so close on the hairy edge of being out of control, it's it's not even funny.
0: Now, now one improvement I'd like to see to our track and our racing surface would be I'd like to see the ability to have a little bit more of a berm because I cushion, yeah, cushion. Yeah, because I am tail slapping the shit out of the wall in turn two all the time, but I feel like if we could get a cushion ran up there, I have a really fast line.
1: Oh yeah. I'm the first time I ever discovered a cushion.
0: You hopped it. Uh,
1: well, no, no, I'm telling you, I mean, it's, it's wild. You come in, you hit it. You're like, this thing will take all the power that you'll give it. Yeah. If you stay in it. Well, I tell you the, go
0: over it. Yeah. The first night I ever got hooked up and that my first hot laps ever in the car, I found a cushion. Yeah. And I was in it. And I was, that, that was like, I might've been the addicting moment for racing for me. But, yeah, if we could get a high... I think... Now, obviously, money's an issue all around from owning to a track, maintaining a track, racing the track. Right. But if we could get, like, a high groove on our track, a cushion buildup up on the high groove, and I, my ignorance, I mean, that could just be... You got to go out and run the line three, four, five times to put it there. I don't know. But I think it would be great to have an outside line. Yeah. That's what Air kept telling me on... Saturday to run the outside line in 3 and 4. I'm like, I didn't even know 3 and 4 had an outside line. It does. 3 and 4 has always been nose to tire for me. Uh, yeah. But apparently you said I found it. So. I
1: was going to say, well, even uh, I watched you in practice there, even in 1 and 2, you you were up a groove. And
0: I've you know, always been. I'm so – and I, I think it's – But the car was hooked in. I yeah. Know. I, I know it's, part of it's me being afraid of not really knowing where my nose is comes with seat time that I'm always, even when I'm watching – recordings and stuff from previous uh races i'm always up a groove but i also think like my car has to stay wound so i can't get too tight because I, I feel like I a lot of times in three and four i get pointed too late maybe and i'm down on power coming out of the turn like i'm like whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. But,
1: yeah you, you look at it from the top and it don't look like you're coming up out of a hole but i mean when you're on the bottom and you go you gotta have the motor, you know, the gear to to get you up and going out of that, right? Out of the hole. Now, as to speak,
0: Saturday there was so much grip in the track that mm-hmm. I like. I never thought I'd complain about a track being too grippy, but maybe, <laughs> maybe with the cold temperatures, the lack of cars, and the rain, that might have been a little too grippy. Wasn't muddy. No, it wasn't muddy. It wasn't sloppy by any means.
1: No, it was it was grippy. That's for sure.
0: That's well, so why I said I came out and I'm like oh, way too tight. Uh, Eric took the car out just to confirm because he's like, I think you're tight and my tight are different things. He went on, he comes back. He about hit the wall in the same spot I did. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, nope, way too tight. Um, That's forever funny. It was like a big told you show moment for me. (laughs) I don't know where I was going, but God, it was grippy. Yeah.
1: yeah. I was
0: so worried about making too much adjustments. I'm like, should we even be adjusting to this track? Because like, you know, damn well come June, July.
1: It's, it's going to slick off.
0: Yeah, we don't have much grip. Um, and that's not any dig at the track. That's just... That's it, Pennsylvania summer. I was going to say,
1: it's, it's hot. It's, there's no rain. There's no moisture.
0: It's just... No, I mean, perfect world. I'd love it to rain Monday through Wednesday and then...
1: Yeah, Monday through Friday.
0: Yeah. I mean, no, because i got to work a little bit. But yeah. <laughs> remember the money thing we keep coming back well, on?
1: Well, yeah, yeah. But still, like
0: you said, it's just... And that's that's that's, Pennsylvania summer. That's something that, as a fan turned racer, never thought of. Like I hear about people. Oh, he sees the track. Oh, he finds the groove. Oh, I can't see that on the track. I have no idea. I don't think like, it. It's part of the learning curve, obviously. But like, I don't think. Oh, I'm, I'm loose. I'm tight. Adjust the brake bias. This, that, the other. Like,
1: yeah, yeah. You're setting up or going. I got to turn here. Or do I need, you know, there's a car in front of me. Do I need to pinch it off? You know, do I need to throw the car to be able to get under him? You know, is he drifting high? Is he drifting low? As he's coming out?
0: Yeah, or you fall in a car that runs a different line every time. Right. Me. Um, <laughs> and you don't know how to get around him, and, and you finally commit to something. It's the wrong committal, and it's like been five laps now, and the leader's coming up behind you, and you're about to get lapped, and you're getting frustrated, so you you throw it in and you spin out and next thing you know, there's a leader barreling at you and you're, you're puckered up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Been there. My old man told me the first time I was in the car, he said, now I'm going to tell you, he said, you're going to really think you're out there doing something. He said, till the leader of the race comes
0: past you and sucks the numbers off the doors. Oh my God. So my the first time I think I got lapped, I panicked and I went to like, Slow down and move up. Car fell off the bars. Cut to the right. Had to overcorrect. Cut to the left. Next thing you know, I'm spinning out in front of the leader who is full head of steam coming off of turn four. Yeah. And I am looking at him coming straight at me. I just punch it straight into the infield. I'm like, I am destroying my car before I let him do it. <laughs> I would never forgive myself. And that was my biggest fear the first few times I came out was I don't want to scrap other people's stuff. Yeah. I don't want to scrap my stuff. I don't want to junk my stuff, and I don't want to junk yours either. Um, And I realized that the the best way to not junk someone is to race them. Because if you're trying to avoid them, you're in the slick, you're, you're, you're in the way, you're out of the groove, you're this, that, and the other.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everybody started at
0: some point. I just feel like an asshole starting in a late model. I don't feel like I belong. Um, and not in like a like a poor me way it's just there's a skill ceiling that is so high when you start there like you i thought like oh i drifted a four-wheeler i know turn left to go right or yeah. right to go left i watched cars this that and the other no those those are the way the rear ends are set up in a late model they're they're just different yeah. than what you expect geometry angles Rear steer, uh, all these things that were words that I heard before but didn't mean anything to me. Now they're words I hear all the time, and I'm trying to figure out what they mean. I mean, yeah, you can say rear steer is what it is, but what does that mean when I'm in the car? What does that mean when I'm tight? What does that mean when I'm loose? How do I adjust it? Where's the got to go? Notes, notes, notes. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's wild. And then you get into... Track conditions, you get into, you know, Pennsylvania summer, hot, dry. Well,
0: what tire compound do I run? I was the first thing last year. I started to get comfortable kind of at the beginning of the year. Cause the first few races, it was a little tacky, Oh yeah. but not bad. And use the word bad loosely. I'm not, it doesn't mean the track was bad. I just mean like I was comfortable and then boom, dry season hit. Yeah. And mind you, I wasn't making adjustments on the car yet. So I'm like, could not keep it underneath me. Couldn't feel anything on a sheet of ice, all the time. Felt like I had 900 horsepower under the tires. Couldn't control it. Made an adjustment. Made another adjustment. Kind of started getting the hang of it. Fall season comes. More moisture in the track. Yeah. What do I do now? Then I'm then I bent some stuff. So then I'm working with broke parts, and I'm trying to get that. Finally, towards the end of the season, I got to the place where I'm, I'm finishing races, close to finishing races. <laughs> Didn't finish anything, um, but I was confident making those passes and stuff. And then, and then, boom, season's over. Yeah. So then I got six months of sitting on my rear end, thinking about race and thinking about how I could do X, Y, and Z better. And then practice came out, and none of what I thought was worked out how I thought it was going to work out. It was like back to square one again.
1: Yeah, I feel you, man. I I really do because you come out of you know couple months of not sitting in a driver's seat
0: and then you get back in it and you're just like i kind of forgot how to do this yeah, it's it, and then you're like it, everything's new again right like the first two laps last week was the sight the sound the, the, the smell everything was like the first time again and then i was like ah oh, shit now i got a serious up i gotta actually get the yeah. car set i gotta figure things out yeah
1: hell i got out of the car with a
0: pounded headache from being when, loud or from the whiplash?
1: Just being loud. Wasn't used to it, you know. You, you're concentrating on so much stuff. You know, fresh motor build, trying to keep, you know, watch your oil pressure, watch your coolant tamp, all this other stuff. It, gone.
0: Well, even like we didn't have our receivers in. Yeah, or our, our, Is that what they're called, receivers? Yeah, yeah I was saying like transponder. Didn't have the receiver in, so like everything was still just a little bit louder, something yeah. a little different. I had no idea what was going on. No, no caution, no nothing. The lights seemed—I mean, it was during the day, right? So it was no darkness, no lights were on. Everything was just new. It was like brand new again, which is great. I mean, I guess it means we still love it. We oh, still, yeah. We still are excited to be out there. It's not ugh this again. I and mean, when I hit the wall, I wish I had my GoPro on because you could hear me cussing up a storm. <laughs> Son of a mother, this, that, the other, because I just finished the body like two nights before. <laughs> Spoilers hanging off the back. Brand new T bar's gone.
1: That's a thing. No, I I I, I really don't. The big thing I wanna take away from you know, the, the season is just have a good time. Let's let's get ready to go racing.
0: I'm so ready for it. It's been so I was thinking about it today, just racing and stuff and you know, looked up my truck coming down two twenty and I was thinking about coming through the turn and hitting the gas halfway through the turn, getting ready for, for the straightaway. And I looked down and doing 95 mile an hour down the the road. I'm like, Oh man. And it's like that every time I think about racing, that that, that right foot gets a little heavy on the gas pedal. Yeah. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for a good year. Ready to learn. Ready to see some of the guys out there crush some goals.
1: Yeah. I hope you, uh, you succeed in all of your goals. I
0: hope nobody shows up to a race so I can win one. <laughs> no, you but, and me both. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe we could be me and you on trophy night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. I'll take first, or you take first. I'll take second. We'll split third.
1: We'll just in the next week. We'll just
0: yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's going to be a new field this year. I know we're trying to sign this off, but you alluded to your cousin. Cousin, right? It's yeah. coming up. Josh. Yeah. Um, uh, I know. As of right now, Eric's not running. I've heard some different things about some other drivers not running, some yeah. new ones coming around. So it's going to be a new field. Get to know, get to know, learn each other's driving styles and stuff. Yeah. Um, some of us younger guys learning a little more. So hopefully we can get it. Uh, sounds like that's a podcast. Do you have anything before we go you want to shout out, sponsors, social media, anything? Uh,
1: yeah, I mean – Every one of my sponsors, man. Uh, RT Mechanical Services, uh, Royer's Concessions, Snyder's Concessions, uh, Beardsley Funeral Home, 814 uh, Tinting and Detailing, uh, CW Creations, am I forgetting anybody? Uh, Little's Auto Sales. Uh, Everybody that, you know, even if they don't sponsor, everybody that comes up and and throws uh, a little bit of information, uh, friends, family, you know, that that come and watch everybody, just the fans in general. Right. Absolutely. The fans
0: in general. Right. Absolutely. And I guess like my sign off is uh, the usual. Thanks. Alpha HVAC, Swope's Electrical Services, Thunder Tats Tattoo Studio. Goodness gracious. That's a tongue twister. Sorry, Thor. Uh, my Neighborhood Furniture, stop in there off Irwin Drive. Who am I missing? I know I'm missing. Oh, the Angel Project. Not a sponsor, but our, our, our charity partners. Uh, always happy to give to them, work with them, uh, and, and everybody should, should just look look for them. Uh, if they have anything to give, uh, any time, money, uh, even just kind words to the people they support, it's amazing. Um, and... and yeah they're they're amazing people can't wait to have them on board this year uh but signing off that's a podcast don't have exit music so you're listening to the intro music again thanks everybody thank you justin jesus i about called you jimmy because the early thing good god get a longhorn (laughs) i don't know what to tell you well thank you thanks everybody
1: and it's hey now, here we go These cars ain't nothing slow Keep those pedals on the floor Gotta make them wanna
0: come back from more. Been
1: here since the sun went down White flag? When we come back around Worked all week, it's time to race Gonna get a little bit slidewaves Slide.